0: No, no, no! It was baked beans. I think it was baked beans and honey. I, anyway, okay, I can't, that's I, strange. I can't remember. On a it. sandwich? Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the, whatever the combination was, it was not divine. <laughs> and I, I had some, and you know, back in that day, you had to eat your food like in the lunchroom. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody welcome back to the EA podcast as you can tell from our intro uh nathan and i had some fun today today was a little bit of a uh off the cuff episode we didn't really connect it to any of our sunday messages i put an ask out on my instagram story this morning for some questions and i got two really good ones which we covered you know we talked about how we can serve people in lockdown we talked about the unforgivable sin bow, bow, bow. Um, you'll have to listen to the episode to uh, get into it with us from Mark chapter 3. But also, we talked about our moms. I figured with Mother's Day around the corner, it would be awesome to just, you know, share some a couple funny stories about life with our moms. And uh, talk a little bit about how much we love them and, and how we see God's image reflected in our moms so today's episode is a lot of fun Uh, i would encourage you to listen to it and at the end you can hear nathan's unfortunate story about baked beans and honey sounds terrible anyways also if you don't mind to ignore and allow a little bit of grace for the audio quality just for the first like minute i had something set wrong then i fixed it all right let's get started everybody. Welcome back to the Coinedinean Podcast. Uh, thanks for taking some time to hang out with us today. I'm here with Pastor Nathan. Hey, And uh, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to kind of go off track, I guess. Where this, this conversation is not necessarily connected to our Sunday morning right. messages. Um, and we're going to have kind of a two-parter. First, because Mother's <laughs> Day is coming up. So we're going to talk about Mother's Day because... We wouldn't be here without our moms. That's true. Very true. That's deep.
0: (laughs) We should meditate on that for a moment. Not too long. Not too deep. Okay, let's see. That's probably enough. That's enough. Thanks, mom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, just kidding. We're going to talk about moms. But first, um, today on Instagram, I just put out an ask. Hey, Nathan and I are recording a podcast. If you have any questions, send us some. We'll talk about them. So, um, we got two great ones that I think we're going to focus on. And... uh, Hey, if you, if you have questions you want us to talk about, send them to me on Instagram and, and maybe we'll uh, discuss them. So should, should I just jump right in here with the first one? Do it. Great. Okay. Yeah. So this is a great question. What do you do in this season to help people when it feels like we can't do anything? What do you do in this season to help people when it feels like we can't do anything? And my guess is this is obviously a reference to Ontario being in lockdown still and mm. it's hard to... It, it feels very difficult to help people when, uh, we're being asked to just stay home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a great question, especially, especially if, you know, some people like somebody like my mom is totally an encourager. Mm-hmm. Like that's her thing. And so mm-hmm. she'll send, she sends like five or six voice notes, text messages, videos every day, just to people being like, wow. Hey, you know, here's an encouragement for you today. Um, so she's rolling. She's like <laughs> COVID or not. I'm here. This I'm, is happening. I'm sending the encouragement But for others who I know are like, you know, Caitlin loves to make meals and she loves to connect with people. And she loves to like be there physically with people like that has totally been removed. And so mm. if that's your, you, your go-to way of serving people and helping. I can mm. totally see why this season is like, right. I, I, I got nothing. Like, I don't know mm. what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Let's talk about this. What can we do to help yeah. people?
0: When... Well, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is we can learn from people like your mom, like Rebecca. Mm. Uh, because it's not, it, it, you know, we may prefer to make meals versus sending an encouraging note. Mm-hmm. But we can learn from the person who's who's good at sending encouraging notes. And we can get out of our own comfort zone and be be like, oh, well, that's a good option. Right. I may I may feel uncomfortable with that because it's not my norm, but I can certainly learn from that. Yeah. And then when we're out of lockdown, the person who is great at sending encouraging notes but doesn't have a whole lot of other skills in their repertoire sure. as far as yeah. uh, encouraging and supporting people like yeah. making meals, just sure. to draw the parallel sure. here, maybe they can be like, okay, well, maybe I can learn to do some of that stuff. So we can learn from each other and get creative.
1: I think that's good. Some Something else actually that's coming to mind um, that I was, I, somebody brought up on a podcast I was listening to. They said, like, we don't just randomly call people anymore. Like, mm. there was once a day when, you know, you would just like stop in at somebody's mm. house and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, so-and-so is here. Great. Like, come mm. in. We're hanging out or whatever. Right. Um, and then eventually that kind of stopped happening and you'd call first and be like, hey, can we pop by or whatever? Mm. And then... And, but then, you know, somebody would just call and be like, Hey, yeah. what's going on?
0: Yes. You
1: know? And now like I rarely use the call function on my phone. And yeah. if I do, <laughs> I text them first and I'm like, "Right, hey, is it
0: okay if I call you? Yeah, Can I call you? <laughs> I and I get, a, I get a call.
1: And I'm like, somebody's calling me.
0: Like, what are they doing? Why didn't they text me first? <laughs> seriously. And so,
1: and so on the show, the guy's like, I just call people. It's so much fun. Oh. And to be on the recipient end, if you're willing to pick up the call. Yeah is incredible to just in the middle of whatever you're doing and somebody's just like, Hey, what's going on? Just wanted to say hi. I was thinking about you and whatever, you know, and maybe you don't talk about anything too deep or you, maybe Uh you don't even talk about, if you know they're struggling with something, maybe you don't even talk about that. Mm. Um, but just out of the blue, I don't Mm. know. So I tried it. I tried it later that day and it was really awesome. I just called (laughs) a friend and I was like, Hey, I noticed, uh, whatever, something they posted and it was really cool. Uh Way to go. And they were like, Oh, Oh, they were genuinely, like, so surprised and yes, thankful. Yes. And I just talked to them for, like, two minutes.
0: Yeah. No, that's powerful. I, you know, I was I was talking to um, a friend uh, from Koinonia who's been at Koinonia for pretty much as long as me. I can't remember when they were, first began. I think maybe they were here a bit before, so oh, well over 30 years anyway. And they were just talking about how um, he and his wife uh, just have been randomly – uh i think calling people uh uh-huh. is what uh, i think is what he said just reaching out to people not there's no it's not like just friends not just certain categories of people just picking someone oh, and wow. reaching out to them Cool. and to encourage them and say hi and and i, I th- that it is powerful just to know that somebody's thinking about you yeah you know and i i do that from time to time with texting just yeah send a message hey yeah. just thinking about you and um i th- i think sometimes it's the holy spirit it's not yeah. just the fact that they happen to end up in your in your mind right uh, there's a reason and and i've received replies that have indicated that there was a good reason that's cool for me to do that um so i think it's the simple things sometimes we we get paralyzed by the the notion that this isn't big enough Mm. This thing I'm thinking of doing isn't important. Right. Or
1: I should do more or whatever. So I do nothing. Right. Right.
0: Because if, if all I am doing is texting them, I mean. Oh, I struggle with that big time. Yeah. So what's the point in that? What good is that going to do? Well, you have no idea. Right. Um, Just to know that somebody is thinking about you and not only thinking about you, but took the time then to act on that and Mm -hmm. let you know. I think that that's powerful. That's cool. Mm -hmm.
1: That's good. And I mean, like obviously another thing that we can do is is pray for people for sure and that's something that we've been talking about actually with our impact team because we love like one of my favorite things about impact pre-covid is to hang out in the foyer and everybody's Mm -hmm. eating pizza and you know Mm -hmm. the junior highs are running around stealing each other's hats and we're having fun (laughs) um and and that's really great way to build relationships and it feels like really active opportunities for ministry Mm -hmm. um but now that we're on on, online and we're on zoom and we're seeing each other less we're encouraging our team like guys you can still do Mm -hmm. youth ministry and you like write down some names and pray for students like a couple times a week or whatever and and you don't know what the holy spirit's up to in their hearts Mm -hmm. and in their minds Mm -hmm. um and prayer is one of those things that i feel like is if you you don't have the right attitude it can feel not helpful Mm. I feel that way anyways, Mm -hmm. because I've been praying for, like, my whole life. Sure. But I need reminders sometimes that, like, God's actually listening. (laughs) Yes. And that feels silly to say, but... Yeah, no,
0: it's true. We get so used to things as Christians, whether it's reading the Bible or coming to church or praying or worship or whatever, it becomes, like, this thing we do. Yeah. And we forget what we're actually doing when we're doing that thing, like... When I'm praying, I'm actually talking to the God of the universe. Right. Yeah. When I'm worshiping, I'm actually worshiping the God of the universe, and He actually wants to speak to me. And when I'm reading the Bible, I'm actually reading words inspired and breathed by the God of the universe. Right. So yeah, we can definitely discount the things that we we do often as Christians, um, thinking that they aren't that big a deal. When in reality they're a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Like if if you said to somebody who had never heard of God, didn't have a clue about who God was or anything like that, did you know that you can talk to the God who created everything you see around you? Right. And when you do that, he will listen to you. Yeah. And if you listen, he'll speak to you. Yeah. They'd be like, you're serious?
1: Like, well, even when you say it like that now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that is true. Right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, praying for people. So I, I think it's it's both, right? It's not either or, it's not pray and do do nothing else, and right. it's not do everything but pray. It's yeah. it's both. It's and it's I think ultimately it's following the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit knows what people need. Right. Yes. They know if He knows if what they need right then is for you to pray or is a phone call and or is a note or, you know, he knows all of those things. And so the thing that people really need is what the Holy Spirit says they really need. Yeah. And if we just follow those promptings, we will be helping people in the best possible way.
1: Yeah. And even more helpful than if we could do what we wish we could do. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I'm 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 not opposed to people making meals for others. I think oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Make them. Drop them yeah, off go, on the porch. go for it. <laughs> but maybe what they actually need even more is a half hour conversation on the phone. Yeah. And you would enjoy that less because right. that intimidates you more. Right. But that's actually what they need more than a meal. Yes. And sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes yeah. they don't just need someone to talk to. They need someone to actually demonstrate physical practical care. Yeah. And so, you know, the making of the meal would be the most impacting thing. Right. But only the Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. But I think we just got to make sure that we aren't paralyzed by you know, I don't know what I should do, I don't know what I could do, I don't know if this will be a big en- make a big enough difference, I don't yeah. know if it's worthwhile. Better to do something than do yes. nothing. I mean, like I would much rather have someone text me and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, praying for you, and not particularly need it in the moment, right?
1: Yeah, and be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: Right. I mean, even in that situation, it's a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a positive. So, yeah. Oh, that's
1: good. It's good stuff. Okay, let's let's move on to our next um, kind of question here, and this one is more uh, specific. Somebody mm. asked a question about um, a scripture from Mark chapter three, verse 29. So let me just read the scripture and then we can kind of uh, get into it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. the scripture is a, is is a bit of a confusing one, but it's this Mark chapter three, uh, verse 29, Jesus is speaking to um, the Pharisees, religious leaders. And he says, whoever blasphemes against the Holy spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. Mm. Um, And so the person asking the question was just Mm -hmm. what, what on earth is this? About? What do I do with that? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember asking myself the same question as a young person. And even yesterday asking myself, what do I do with this? Uh-huh. Um, so we want to take a little bit of time just to, to talk about this, right. this scripture and what is Jesus up to? And, and so I think the first thing that we can acknowledge is that the way that we, uh, we can't read the Bible one, one verse at a time. Right. Um, because Jesus this is this this verse 29 in Mark chapter 3 is at the end of a long quote from Jesus mm-hmm. so it's important for us to figure out where is this statement that seems pretty aggressive and a little bit confusing right where does that fit in the rest of the passage and then mm-hmm. where does that fit then in the story that we're pulling it from so mm-hmm. um why don't we uh <laughs> maybe yeah, why don't we talk about what what is Jesus up to? The context right a little now bit? here, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, as, as we can see, this is from Mark, right? That's the yeah. passage you took, or the chapter you took it from. Yeah, Mark three. Yeah, so he's he's with a crowd, and he's uh, um that that he's ministering to people. His family hear about what's going on. They actually think he's out of his mind, which yeah. I think is really great. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. They're like, Jesus, what are you up to, man? Yeah, so Jesus, the things Jesus is doing and saying cause his own family to think he's crazy. Yeah. They're like, what on earth? Um, you know, his brothers, sisters, um they they didn't believe in him yeah. until um, I think it's after his resurrection. It becomes clear, at least after yeah. his resurrection, that uh, some of his family come around. But yeah, he because he's saying things that are so out there when it for a Jew, right? Like he's speaking like he's the Messiah.
1: He's talking like he's God.
0: Yeah, he's talking like he's God. He's talking like he has the authority of the universe behind him, <laughs> which he does. Yeah, but um, this is this is a hard for his family to reconcile because they know him and grew-
1: can you imagine your brother i, just I know is like hey guys i'm this guy that you've been waiting for for a long time yeah yeah a representative god to humanity
0: well and, and on a side note the fact that james and and jude come around at least we know those two do right and actually believe in him and actually write books yeah. of, of the bible is pretty good evidence that like this has to be the real deal. Jesus yeah. has to be who he says he is because
1: And we can assume that those guys were here
0: yeah. for this moment. Yeah. As well, a part of his family. I would think so. I mean, Jesus is thirty years old at this point. Right. And so they they should have been born by then. And yeah. Um I yeah. There's the implication is that that there are multiple family members there and likely those guys were. Right. Um Yeah, and then the teachers of the law um, come from Jerusalem. And they start saying that Jesus is demon possessed, and right. they're actually we find out that they're jealous of him. Mm. Um, this becomes clear. Um, I mean, there are you can you can kind of read between the lines, uh, but when um, when he's in front of Pilate, Pilate, it says in John, I think, Pilate knew that they had handed him over because of envy. Ah, oh, they were interesting. jealous. Yeah, sure. And they were afraid that they were going to lose their place. Their, Place of prominence, their position. So they wanted the status quo because they liked their position. They liked yeah, they were in their control. Th- they were. They and were.
1: they haven't seen you know this kind of act like activity before. Right. Things that Jesus is doing. Yeah. Partnered with who he's claiming to be.
0: Yeah. And Jesus was pretty covert at this point about his claims. Like he wasn't yeah. just sta- standing there saying I'm the Messiah. Right. But he was acting like the Messiah. He right. was talking in ways that Jews would connect with Messianic prophecy and passages and stuff. Um, he would correct them at times. Like, he was not popular with these religious people of the yeah, day. Yeah, I love
1: when Jesus leads with the line, like, do you not know what it says? Yes. Yeah. Like, have wow. you not read? Yeah.
0: But meanwhile, these guys have memorized the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they accuse him of being possessed by um, the devil, basically, um, and they say that he's casting out demons uh, by the prince of demons. Hmm. So the devil. Okay. yeah. So Satan is enabling Jesus to cast out um, demons. That's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming. That's what they're saying. And um, Jesus calls them over, begins to speak a parable to them, because he, he, he often responds with stories and questions when People say stuff,
1: and this is what's tricky about these kinds of fra- like, like the verse that we read about, you know, the the eternal sin. Yeah, like Jesus is addressing it in the context of a parable. He's not yes. even like, "Hey guys, here's exactly what you should do." Uh-huh. He's like, "Hey, here's the scenario, and you know, the the thing that you need to hear is wrapped up in here. But if yes. you don't take time to think about it, then right. you're not going to find it. Yeah, and and do you j- want me to read the whole quote? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So so. Jesus then knows that the the Pharisees are they're talking smack behind his back here about <laughs> about the demons and so Jesus says how can satan drive out satan if a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand if a house is divided against itself that house cannot stand if satan opposes himself and is divided he cannot stand his mm-hmm. end has come in fact no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They're mm-hmm. guilty of an eternal sin. Mm-hmm. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit.
0: Right. So the the quote that um, this person is asking about is motivated by what the Pharisees have just said, that Jesus has an impure spirit. And I think one important thing to note here is that he is not, um, doesn't sound like Jesus is too concerned about his own reputation, Hmm. uh, because, I mean, constantly he's getting accused of various things. Right. um, And, you know, ridiculed and all kinds of things. But it's the fact that they said he had an impure spirit and the spirit that jesus had was the holy spirit yeah which is why jesus says if you blaspheme against the holy spirit who he was enabled by to do these things yeah because the holy spirit was driving out these evil spirits yeah. through jesus um that's that was the issue for jesus that will never be forgiven they are guilty of an eternal sin um so that's the context, right, and we've taken a a fair bit yeah. of time to talk about it. We could say more about the context, sure, but as you pointed out, we have to always go back to what's going on around these statements that yeah. we have questions about, um because if we don't do that, we'll likely misinterpret things, yeah, and we're not doing justice to. You know, picking and choosing a verse out of context is never a recipe for success.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reality is, and this is where we wrestle: is this isn't the Bible? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so what, 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 what does, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is? <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. Yeah.
0: Well. um First, I think it's important to note that there are differences of opinion about this. Yes,
1: as always with these kinds of
0: statements. Yeah, and we had talked a bit about this earlier that in Scripture, there are some things that, if you like to say it this way, God whispers. Right. And there are some things he shouts. Yes. In other words, there are some things that that are present but not entirely clear. Yep and thus we have many opinions over. The whispers. Yeah, the whispers. And then there are some things that are extremely clear that are a thread throughout the Old, sometimes, and New Testament, Yeah, repeated by multiple voices over hundreds or thousands of years. Yes, and significant shouts. Yes, yeah, significant shouts where God is absolutely crystal clear Yeah, and doesn't want us to miss it. Right. right? Um, and then there are some things like this where we're like, huh. How does that work? Right, it's I more mean, of a whisper. Yeah, more of a whisper doesn't mean it's not important. Correct. Uh because he says it in strong language. Yeah. Um so a couple of the uh, the ways in which people interpret this are that um what what Je- who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing is such a big deal that and it's so obviously God hmm. that for someone to come along and accuse Jesus of operating in an unclean spirit, like they've crossed the line. Right. Like, they're the,
1: clearly purposefully saying, Yes. I actually don't believe that God is doing what it, right. God's at, not at work.
0: And not only that, but they're assigning a work of God to the devil. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, some people would say, well, that's just so blasphemous that God is saying he would not forgive it because mm. it's just... And then there are, there's another way of looking at it that would be more like um, Jesus is the only way to salvation. He's the only hope for our forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so by rejecting Jesus in these terms, so, so f- going so far as to say the, this Messiah um, that is standing in front of me, I reject him he is not who he claims to be or who the bible claims uh for him to be and in rejecting jesus there is no forgiveness outside of jesus right, right. and and so um that's another way of looking at it yeah. um that some people would would uh, point to
1: right because it's a it's a choice to 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 blaspheme like it's not like you're going to reject the holy spirit or the work that god's doing by accident
0: no you, no. the,
1: you can't. You, you're not just gonna st- one day. Be, oh no! I just committed the unforgivable sin. Right. I didn't know. Right.
0: Yeah. The whatever this is exactly. It's not an intent. It's not accidental. Yeah. It's not like oops. You know. Uh, you're walking along and you you trip over the pavement. Oops. Yeah. I accidentally committed the unpardonable sin. This <laughs> is this is not what we're talking about. Right. These religious leaders are deliberately intentionally rejecting jesus mm-hmm. the messiah and they are assigning the work of the holy spirit as a work of the devil mm-hmm. a demonic spirit yeah and that's a problem
1: right and to go back you know into the context jesus isn't saying this to you know joe disciple who's a a fisherman that is just there for right. the day yeah. like who just happens to be there. Like he's talking to the leaders of Israel who Mm -hmm. should, if anybody was Mm going to recognize who the Messiah was, Mm -hmm. like these guys had the foundation and Mm -hmm. ground to recognize. Yeah. Like that's why the language
0: is so strong. Yeah.
1: So strong.
0: Yeah. And all of this passage points to Jesus as a fulfillment of prophecies in Isaiah. Okay. um, Where Jesus was actually bringing liberty and freedom um, to his people And again, they should be able to recognize this, um, and yet they can't, Hmm. and they're doing what the people of Israel were doing, the leaders of Israel are doing back in Isaiah's day, and rejecting what God was doing as well. Right. Um, So there's, there's bigger things going on around this it's not just some random statement jesus makes because he's ticked off
1: right and jesus isn't just saying like hey guys be careful you don't do this Uh it's a significant uh it's wrapped up in Mm. really purposeful direct comment to these religious leaders
0: yeah and and one of the things i think is worth talking about is that the enemy has used the enemy uses scripture right even even when jesus was being tempted yeah you may remember he turned yeah, you know, right. turn these stones into bread, right yep. Jesus responds, "It is written, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, etc mm-hmm. the The devil c- clues in to what Jesus is doing. He's using scripture to re- resist the temptation, so then he quotes scripture to him, it says, "Cast yourself down from here, because it says right right it says in yeah. psalm ninety one you know the 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 angels will bear you up, as right. you dash your foot against a stone." You know, prove that you're the son of God. Make the scriptures come to pass in front of me. Right. You know, demonstrate your power. Yeah. So the enemy uses scripture. Yeah. It doesn't mean the scripture's bad. It just means he's a manipulator and he's a deceiver. And and the the, if you want to say it this way, the best lies, the best deception is partial truth. Right. And so the enemy uses scripture. And so this this scripture, here's my point, has been used by the enemy. It, uh, throughout the centuries mm-hmm. to um, bring condemnation and fear into the lives of true Christians. Right. Um, and that's not what Jesus intended. Right. And that doesn't, it's not like, well, then Jesus shouldn't have said it. No, Yeah, he's doesn't,
1: Jesus. He can say he, the stuff that he wants he to
0: can, say. He can, and he said it by the Spirit of God, and yeah. there's a good reason for it. Um, we just need to be alert to the fact that it doesn't matter what Jesus has or hasn't said, the enemy will take it and try and manipulate and twist it. So um, some thoughts that I have around that is that we know that the Holy Spirit does not want us to live in fear Mm -hmm. of committing the unpardonable sin. Yes. And the very fact that we are concerned about not doing that is evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. Right. Right. You know, and if if we had committed the unpardonable sin, I would argue that the Holy Spirit wouldn't bother to convict us hmm. at all about it anyway, because the conviction that the Holy Spirit comes in order to lead us to a place of repentance. Yeah. And if repentance is not an option because you've committed the unpardonable sin. Right. I think a more realistic approach to it would be that you wouldn't care. Right. You wouldn't even care about it. Because it would
1: be a choice that you've made and not a, yeah. an accident that you stumbled upon.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So the very fact that a person would be concerned about whether they might have committed the unpardonable sin yeah. would be an indication to me that that is not what they've done. Right. And that the enemy would rather be trying to bind them up in fear yeah, and um, keep them from experiencing the freedom that the Holy Spirit Wants to bring into their lives for sure, yeah.
1: and and I like I like how you cla- you illustrated that sometimes Scripture uh, there's some things that God whispers through mm. Scripture, and there's some some things that He shouts. And so mm. as we were talking about this before, mm-hmm. we were looking at the other place that this uh, interaction with the religious leaders is recorded, which is in Luke 11. Mm. Um, and so uh, Jesus. It, it describes the encounter in a, in a similar way. Jesus mm. tells the parable some some similar details, some mm. more clear details as well. Yeah, which um, if I
0: could say, yep. whenever whenever we come across something that we are unclear about, a good strategy is to look and see if there are other places in Scripture that can shine light on it. Right. So in this case, yeah. good idea to say, huh, it's, a gos- it's in the Gospels. The Gospels often the writers of the Gospels often record similar encounters or the same encounter in in slightly different ways because they're different people and they're different eyewitnesses involved and so naturally they're going to describe it in with slightly different details mm-hmm. so there may be some extra details or there may be some details missing right. but when you put those together you get a clearer picture yeah and so it would be a good idea to look and see if there's an, another place it's described read it through and then it may fill in some gaps and you get a clearer picture.
1: Yeah, totally. So I, I just like it because it comes to the end and Jesus finishes, you know, his parable and he finishes addressing the religious mm-hmm. leaders. And then he says, uh, or, or it says in verse Luke 11, verse 27, As Jesus was saying these things, a woman from the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and who nursed you. And Jesus responds and he says, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and obey it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: right just just I just love it. some ladies trying to you know just be encouraging. And Jesus is like, <laughs> let me just let me just tell you something about something that the Bible or that God is clearly shouting throughout yeah. scripture yes um, which we, we kind of wanted to to land on is this right. is a great picture of one of the things that the Bible is very clear about mm-hmm. is God God has outlined for us a way. To live and if mm-hmm. we and we can choose it and obey it and when mm-hmm. we get to walk when we walk in that way mm-hmm. that god's laid out for us um it life is 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 um we experience life with the holy spirit mm-hmm. which is just so mm-hmm. incredible
0: yeah and it, and it's not that we earn god's blessing yeah by obeying It's that when we walk in God's ways, we are walking in the ways that he has created Mm -hmm. because God has created this universe. You know, he is the father of it all. He's the father of the natural realm, the spiritual realm. And there are principles and there are, there are, natural and spiritual laws at, at work in the, in the uh, universe that bring order, because God's a God of order, when we walk in His ways, when we allow Him to define what's good and evil, right and wrong, mm-hmm. we experience the good fruit, the blessing of that choice, Yeah, because we're aligned with God. Right. And, um, you know, it's not about earning anything from God. It's about trusting God yeah, and walking in the ways he outlines and says, "This is the way you should walk in it." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I figured we could use this as a transition because this lady's, you know, she's giving a shout out to Mary. Yes, uh, for raising Jesus, yes. and it is Mother's Day. Soon. Yes,
0: um, that's true. That's a great segue. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it is Mother's Day, and I thought it would be fun to. Uh, talk a little bit about mothers. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, we said at the top of the podcast, we wouldn't be here without moms. Mm-hmm. Something that I love to contemplate when it comes to Mother's Day, uh, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I, I think it's interesting, is if the Bible clearly outlines for us that God created both men and women in His image. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for me to think about God in the, in the through the... Um, image that he gave us of a father, because the right. Bible talk re, we refer to God as our our father, that kind of thing. Mm. But mothers are a, also a reflection of the image of God, absolutely, which is amazing, and mm. we don't really talk about that that much, mm. or mm. I I don't, anyways. Yeah. Um. But I like to think about it mm. because, and, and you know, I'm not trying to be controversial or anything, but it's really clear that. God created male and female in mm-hmm. his image which is mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um I'd be curious Nathan how how do you think about like God's attributes that or or what attributes of God do you see that are reflected in moms? Mm-hmm. Cuz that's like this is why we celebrate Mother's Day. Like yeah, yeah. they they gave us birth which is amazing and mm-hmm. you know, they make us peanut butter sandwiches and <laughs> like when I was a kid, you know, my mom I wouldn't survive without her. But moms are created to reflect elements of God's heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that picture is really really cool.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing to remember is that God is complete in himself. Mm. Like he doesn't need anybody to complete who he is. But he in his wisdom has taken his image and placed it within two genders. Yeah. Male and female. Right. So together, we, when male and female are together, um, honoring and glorifying God with all he has given them and placed within them, we get to see a more complete, not a perfect right. picture of God, because humans are never perfect. Yeah. But God's intention is that his image would be um, revealed fully, as fully as humans can through male and female together. Yeah. And so, you know, the this is one of the strategies of the enemy. He wants to divide male and female. Hmm. He wants us at war with one another. He wants us insecure around one another. He wants us to accuse one another. He wants us to fight one another. And in doing that, he distorts the image of God mm-hmm. so that we are not capable of representing God in the way more full way he wants us to right and that's a tragedy yeah um and so yeah I mean mothers wow what do you say about mothers the the compassion that's in a mother's heart you know the the deep desire to care for a child the commitment to do that is just amazing Mm -hmm. I see that in my own wife I see that in um, my own mom, I see it in, in mothers all over the place. You know, when you look at their, their complete and utter devotion to the good of their children and the way that when that's not being experienced in a child's life, it tears them up. Yeah. You know, when, when they're not experiencing God's best the way that they want, uh, that that mother wants them to, it's like, oh, it, yeah you can see it the anguish <laughs> right um so i think compassion is a is a big piece not yeah. that men aren't capable of it yeah um husbands aren't capable fathers aren't capable of it i think we are and we but we can learn from the mothers <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> from yeah from women in yeah, our lives totally. yeah
1: totally you know the the fact that you mentioned that's jogging my memory actually because i remember um uh Oh, shoot i I don't know where it was. It was probably something from the Bible project. They were doing a word study on mm. compassion mm. and um have have you done like seen any of their stuff about that? Not about compassion specifically you know, okay i I think it was about God's compassionate love or his loving kindness or something a seed
0: probably yeah, it know, might send. be and yeah. um
1: in that word in that word and the way that it's unpacked in Hebrew is often connected to the way a mother cares for a baby in her womb. Mm-hmm. Um which is like the that's so that well that's exactly what you just described. Mm. Um but often when I'm reading scripture and I'm thinking about God's compassion, mm-hmm. that's not what I think. Um but it's cool to see that element of who God is reflected in how He created um mm. m- moms to be and how yeah. that shows up yeah. as Moms care for their kids. It's amazing.
0: Another thing that comes to mind is the servant heart of a mom. Mm. Like I, I've, I see this in again in my own wife, uh, who's a mother to our four yeah. kids. I see this in my own mom. There's just this this willingness, desire to serve, to do whatever it takes to bless, to provide, to you know, j- yeah, serve. Yeah. This, is the word that comes to my mind, and again, we as men um, are called to serve. Yeah, we're called to lay down our lives, um, and we can learn lots from from the ladies in our lives. Oh, I mean,
1: at, any mom who's grown a, a baby, they they have literally given themselves mm-hmm. to create a new life. It's true, which is yeah. incredible, mm-hmm. and I I love thinking about this on my birthday because. On my birthday, everybody celebrates me, (laughs) but I didn't do anything Uh, on my birthday. My mom did all of the work uh, and made uh, the sacrifice and uh, has continued to, you know, until I moved out and she was like, finally, you know, um, but yeah, so I I like thinking about that. I'd be curious, um, or maybe, maybe I can go first, but I'd love if there's any funny stories that you have about your mom that would be worth sharing, um, (laughs) Because I just think it's fun to, th- fun to talk about. Uh, one that comes to mind for me right away is uh, when um, when my son was born or uh, th- when I found out he was coming, it was kind of a frantic time. And I was ca- – he, he came early and it's this whole long story. Caitlin and I weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, and so Caitlin had to go to the hospital for a test and basically they were like, okay, we need to get the baby out in the next 30 minutes. Right. And I'm biking home from work and Caitlin called me and so I'm on my bike. <laughs> yes. uh, and so my mom like rushes over and, and rushes me to the hospital. And um, my mom has uh, for many years was a, a doula and a birth coach. So she spent yes. tons of time in the maternity ward at the hospital. And so she's like, do you know where to go? And I was like, well, no, not really. And she's like, okay, she's in full like mission impossible mode. <laughs> and so we go to the door of the the hospital and there's this like you know just kind high school uh volunteer who's right. doing covid screening and she's uh-huh. like hey you know starts asking us the questions about symptoms and my mom's like we don't have time the baby's coming <laughs> right now and this lady's like well i need to change your mask and my mom's like i i, I and just left <laughs> and i was like "Uh," so I, I went you know with my mom and she just like blew past this lady it was hilarious uh, and then on her way out, she like apologized and was uh-huh. like, Hey, you know, but whatever in, in her classic fashion, but that is <laughs> it. my mom was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yes. So no COVID lady's going to stop me. Yeah. It's just so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, one, one story that comes to my mind. I don't know if my mom will ever hear this, but uh, <laughs> she, yeah. So she had a dream. Um, this was when I was young. Like, yeah. I, I think I was, uh, in somewhere between grade one and three, maybe four. And uh, she had a dream, and in the dream, um, I guess she had made a sandwich for me. And I think it was peanut butter and honey. Okay, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had peanut butter and honey. Yep.
1: You have? Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. I didn't like jam when I was a kid. Oh, I
0: I don't like peanut butter and jam either. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe. No, no, no. It was baked beans. I think it was baked beans and honey. I, anyway, okay, I can't, that's I, strange. I can't remember on a it. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the whatever the combination was, it was not divine. <laughs> and uh, I had some, and you know, back in that day, you had to eat your food. Like in the lunchroom, there were these dinner ladies. Oh, like at ladies. school, they would yeah, make sure the you lunch ate. Ladies, yeah, they would be like going around making sure you eat in your, your food. And so I've got this. Uh, uninspired um, sandwich (laughs) that I am responsible for eating. And, uh, you know, Uh. anyway, it was quite humorous. I'm not sure why my mum didn't test one first right. to make sure that it was actually edible. Maybe she did and she thought it was the best, but it wasn't great for me.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So did you have to like sit there and... I
0: think they had mercy on me. Yeah, I think they did. It's a long time ago now, but oh I'm pretty gosh. sure they had mercy on me when they found out what it was. That's so funny. <laughs> Moms. I oh, think my mum has apologized for that. But, uh... <laughs> Normally she hears God very accurately, but I have to say that was not Th- one of that those. That was times. not one of those times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Baked beans and honey—that is t- on on bread. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the why don't counseling we? Counseling has helped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well why don't we uh draw our conversation to a close today thank yes. you moms yes for, thanks moms for thanks, keeping mom. us alive for keeping us fed <laughs> yes for whether, loving us whether we like serving it or not. us that's right yeah, yeah
0: we appreciate you
1: Just just such a great conversation today. So much fun. First of all, shout out to the moms. Thank you for all, all that you do to keep your kids alive, to bring them into this world. We love you. We hope you have an incredible Mother's Day. And we're just thankful. We really are. Thanks so much for listening to the Quinidian Podcast today. We had a lot of fun recording this episode. And hey, if you have questions or topic you want us to cover on the show just send it to me on instagram you can send us an email you can send me a text send me a letter you know don't knock on my door but otherwise you can get a hold of us you're listening to the koinonia podcast and we will see you next time